welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. We do encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee, and in this week's podcast, Dr. Gutstein continues his conversation with us about theory of mind. So what are we doing? Why, you know, even if you develop this sort of metacognitive ability to, at the same moment you're participating in the now, reserving part of your mind to think about what that person really means and thinks and says, you know, even if one could do that, all right, um, there's all these years before anybody can do that in development. And so what, does that mean they can't have conversations till they're teenagers? And in fact, if you look at teenager conversations, you'd say it'd have to be beyond that. So there's no friendships before that. There's no relationships. What are people doing? What are we doing? How do we have interactions? How do we have engagements? How do we have relationships? Well, it's not by doing that. It's not by theory of mind, <laughs> right? And again, it, it doesn't mean that away from that constant stream, we can't consider, we can't take time to empathize. And, and, and especially if there's moments when we see somebody hurting and there's not a continual stream of things, we can stop and go offline periodically, even if we're there, if the person's there and empathize, think about how they might be feeling, right? There's times when that's possible. But I'm just on my regular back and forth conversation that keeps flowing. How does that even work? How does it not go off the tracks all the time. Well, of course it does go off the tracks all the time. And I wanna, I wanna make a, 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 a plea here to rather than consider, you see that comes from a position of you and me as separate positions. Of course we are separate, but that's trying to analyze there's a you and there's a me, and I've gotta go back and forth between analyzing the you and the me and all those different levels, and it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But what happens if we still focus on the we? Okay, as the unit that we monitor, the we. So when we start to focus on how are we doing, right? And that becomes an automatic sort of background monitoring when we're with another person. How are we doing? Anytime we're in a dynamic, ongoing, I'm not talking about a scripted thing, I'm not talking about the elevator, I'm talking about an ongoing conversation or even relationship. What happens if we focus on the we? Okay. Now, what's interesting is I want you to think about how we can then move. When we focus on the way, we can move from very early on, like in the second year of life, focusing on our actions, our bodies moving in the world. The things we do, our activity, our actions, the flow of our actions, our synchrony, whether we're coordinated, things we do in RDI, right? As we start to, and then to gradually add variation, each of us improvises a little bit more in those, and it's focused on how are we doing? And we want children to learn about the we. Is it, is it breaking down? Are we in sync, right? Are we coordinated? And we want that to become a very much of an automatic background process. Now take that prototype and we think about over years and years, gradually evolve how that gradually evolves. So it evolves from we in our bodies to we in a common ground when we're doing some, working with some object or working on some toy or something, right? We as, you know, shared focus of attention, right? So pointing and, you know, sharing attention that way in the world to things. 
So very gradually over a period of years, the we becoming internal, the we becoming, are we in sync? Do we feel like we're in the same place, right? And that's a very basic feeling. It's not an intellectual analytical concept. It's an ongoing feel of being in sync with other people that starts out right after you know, the end of infancy and then continues to evolve and become more complex in the sense of the topic, the area of sync, but also remains something that we feel, an intuitive feeling of being in sync with each other. And contrast that, now let me just point that out, that, that, that if we state that, say that as, if we think of that as the basic monitoring that's going on in that relationship and in that interaction, then at the, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a point where we say, oh, the we's not working, or we get that feeling, then we might devote some resources to wondering, you know, uh-oh, what's going on, right? What, uh, is there some difference, you know, breakdown between what I'm feeling, what they're feeling, how are they feeling, thinking, where we are, the topic, you know, what's going on? And then we can communicate, communicate about that, try to repair it, or just make an adjustment in ourselves, whatever, right? And that, that gives us then a place where we can, you know, those times when we can devote those additional resources, go offline temporarily, even say, wait a minute to the, see, we can even say, wait a minute to the person. I think we're a little out of sync here. Let me think for a second. You know, I think I'm not getting it right. We can stop. We have stopping points. We can point there. People do that all the time and we can medicommunicate. We can repair. We can, you know, adjust the framework, if you will, the consensual framework. I thought we were going to talk about this and, you know, and, or adapt it, right? Or revise it and do all those neat things that we can do. But if we don't maintain that focus on the we, then this other, this other route is impossible. It's impossible to do. So what I'm focusing on is that, and then even just focusing on the we is hard enough, right? Even that focus on the we, because how much we is, is sufficient? You know, how in sync or coordinated do you need to be with somebody? Well, it depends on the person, again, all those factors. Um, if it's, again, somebody in the elevator, who cares? If it's, if it's a best friend, it may be much more important. Although it may be less important than somebody you're just meeting and you want to be friends with or somebody you're romantically interested in, right? Then it's got to be really powerful, right? <laughs> but an old friend, you can go off a little bit and not be as much there. And they, they, they have four. How much about three-year-olds and four-year-olds? Well, three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five, they go off a lot of breakdowns in that way and they, they don't care. They afford each other a lot of that, right? It depends, right? Um, so that's hard enough. What I'm, what I'm submitting is that um, we, we all don't worry about all that other stuff <laughs> until, well, there's two tracks that we, we make the distinction between the offline and the online. So yes, we need to teach children to reflect. And, you know, that's so much a part of our program to be able to, uh, bookmark something, maybe something that doesn't work, or maybe something that does work, or something, you know, and we have a whole lot of work on that, but then later to be able to develop the habit of reflection and saying, well, two things. One is, what do I want to say? What is a sample of my experience that I think might be helpful in the future? Or what didn't make sense there? What didn't work out? What surprised me? What, what didn't I like about it? And I have to think about it. So, so that reflection, right, is so important. Um, that being able to be offline and use your mind 
is so important. But to be able to make a distinction between that and when you're going online and when you're in the midst of something and the idea that in the midst of that interact, you can't do that. You, you're, you have to develop another sense of, of being in that flow of, is it working? Are we okay? Are, without even saying those words, right? Just this on, ongoing feeling of being in sync, this sort of harmonious feeling of being in sync with another person. And then this sort of uneasiness that will eventually come to the fore, hopefully quickly, when it's moving, passing some threshold of being not in sync that leads you to then say, okay, I gotta stop a second and consider that. So you're not always considering all those things, but it's hard enough to do that. So, so what I think in RDI that we wanna think about that, the coordinating our actions as a beginning step, that yes, we want our children to work. And we wanna also think about online. You know. Think about you as a mind guide, because you have those two roles, especially early on in development, where you're acting as a potential, preparing that child for peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, if you will, engagements, right? And then you're acting as someone who helps them to continually raise the bar on what is weighed from their actions, um, uh, starting with very simple coordinated actions with not a lot of variations, to you starting to add variations to both of you in a more improvised way doing that, but still retaining actions to perceptions, to attention, and shifting that in a more dynamic way to eventually ideas, right? Co-creating feelings, right? But that, but remembering that has to take years. That's not something you're going to do in lessons and weeks. If in typical development, it takes years, you're not going to make it go faster, right? You can, maybe you can take some shortcuts, but it's still a years long process. And it has to be one step at a time. So there's that role for the relationship for the mind guide, right? And then, as I said, there's the offline, there's the offline and the online roles. And they're two different roles. One is a facilitator, right? Where you're helping them to think about how to reflect in the world, how to become more aware of their feelings, how to use their imagination productively, how to think about futures, how to, right? How to, uh, to form knowledge about themselves, how to go out in the world themselves and continue to do that ask and discover and explore. And then there's the second role, which is sort of a, a, a partner preparing them, right? For these dynamic online engagements, which is, it, it, you know, it continues to happen, but it becomes less and less of your role as they go out into the world. And thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.